Hi everybody, welcome back to OTR Playlist. On this week's show, I'll be playing three episodes of The Life of Riley, which originally aired on ABC from January of 1944 until June of 1945. It then moved to NBC, and it broadcast there from September of 1945 until June of 1951. Now, William Bendix, he played the role of Riley, and his wife was played by Paula Winslow, and his friend Jim Gillis was played by John Brown, and he also played the Undertaker, uh, Digger Odell. And one of the names that you'll probably recognize from the Flintstones, Fred Flintstone, was Alan Reed, who is a regular on this show and played multiple characters, uh, including Riley's boss, Mr. Stevenson, and Peg's father, and I'm pretty sure in one of these episodes you'll hear him um, as a butcher. So it's pretty cool to hear uh, what I relate to as Fred Flintstone's voice on this show. Uh, the show had a few different sponsors throughout the years. It had the Meat Institute from 1945, uh, Procter & Gamble was a sponsor for, they had their teal dentifrice and Prell shampoo, and they were a sponsor from 1945 until 1949. And my favorite, reminds me of my grandfather, was uh, Paps Blue Ribbon, and they were a sponsor from 1949 until 1951. Now, not only was The Life of Riley a radio show, but it was also turned into a television series on NBC. Um, originally, William Bendix was supposed to appear as Riley, but uh, Bendix had an RKL Radio Pictures uh, movie contract, which prevented him from appearing on the television version. Uh, William Bendix played Riley in the uh, film, The Life of Riley, so I think that was holding them back from appearing as Riley on the TV version, but instead they got Jackie Gleason. Uh, he was Riley for the first run of the TV series. Uh, later, they would bring the series back, and I, I think they did about six seasons, and William Bendix then uh, played the role as Riley. So, why don't we uh, go ahead and listen to a little bit of Life of Riley. Pep's Blue Ribbon, finest beer served anywhere, proudly presents The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> afternoon usually finds Chester A. Riley a happy man indeed. And why not? His week's work is done, there's a holiday tomorrow, but best of all, his pockets are filled with the fruits of his labor. $59.20. <laughs> Little wonder then that our hero is whistling a gay song as he strolls jauntily down the street, homeward bound. Pardon me, mister. Oh, yeah? Could you let me have a dime for a cup of coffee? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, thanks, mister. You're the first decent guy I met today. Everybody else says, beat it, you bummer, I'll call a cop. <laughs> Glad to help you out, pal. After all, we can't all be lucky. <laughs> hey, Riley. Oh, oh, do I know you? Jenkins. The Aorta Finance Company. Oh, yeah. The company with a heart. <laughs> I was just coming around to see you. Uh, here's the ten you loaned me. Thanks. And five dollars interest. Five dollars for one week? Well, you see, the interest compounded. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I'll pay you. Here. But this is the last time I'll do business with you loan sharks. You get a guy by the throat and you never let go. I'm through with you forever. Okay. So long, Riley. So long. See you next week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Just a minute there, Riley. Uh, do I know you? Riley, you've been buying your meat from me for eight years. Oh, I, I didn't recognize you. You're about to spill here. 1680. 1680? Over a month. Oh, okay, I'll settle tomorrow when I get paid. Uh, well, I'm here, give me a couple of pounds of steak. Not an ounce till you pay up. Oh, all right, here. Here's your money. Thank you, Mr. Riley. Now, if you'll come inside, I got a nice steak. Right, never mind the steak. Give me a couple of oxtails, long ones. <laughs> Riley, wait a minute, Riley. Oh, it's you. What's the matter? Too proud to talk to your poor landlord, huh? <laughs> Here, here's a cigar for my favorite tenant. What are you so happy about? Did they decontrol rents already? Oh, is that a nice thing to say? Why do all my tenants hate me? After all, I've got to live, too. Why? <laughs> now, look, Riley. I try to be friendly, but if that's going to be your attitude, pay up the rent you owe. It ain't due till next month. This is last month. You owe a balance of $30, and if you don't pay... All right, all right, all right. Here. Uh, all I got is 10, 20, 25, 29, 50, 60 cents. 29.60, and that's my last cent. Remember, Riley, next month's... All right, right all right, all right. You'll get it, you'll get it. The way you guys hound me, sometimes I feel like going home and hanging myself from the chandelier. You better not. I just plastered that ceiling. <laughs> leeches, that's what they are, leeches I get paid 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, I'm cleaned out Pardon me, mister Could you let me have a little something for a cup of coffee? Oh, it's you again Give me back my time Beat it, your bum, before I caught a cop <laughs> Did you get your pay today? Give me a chance to get in the house. My back pocket's still on the porch, and that's where my pay envelope is. Well, my goodness, don't get so excited. Well, you don't have to nag me. You always get it. Here, and consider yourself lucky. It ain't every husband hands his wife the pay envelope the minute he steps into the house. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I, I really didn't mean... It's empty. Well, don't look at me like that. I didn't gamble it away. I started paying off bills the minute I stepped out of the plant. They're all waiting for me like a bunch of vultures. The landlord, the butcher, the loan shark, and, and even a conniving bum swindled me out of my last dime. You mean to say you're, you're broke? Well, not exactly. I forced that bum to give me back a nickel. Oh, Riley, what do we do? We owe the gas company, the, the light bill's overdue. We, we got our final notice from the phone company. They're going to disconnect the phone. Good, then the grocer won't be able to phone us. We'll just have to borrow. Oh, every week it's the same thing. We'll never get out of debt. We'll just have to cut down somewhere. Where? You'll have to stop spending so much on personal luxuries. Well, you're a fine one to talk. I haven't bought myself anything in over a year. Well, don't look at me. I haven't bought you anything either. <laughs> hi, Daddy. Oh, hello, hi, Daddy. Pop. Hi, Mom. Hi, hey, today's payday. Uh, give me, Daddy, please. You owe me three weeks' allowance, Pop. Two more vultures. Give me, give me, give me. That's all those kids know. Well, you promised you'd pay me what you owed. Listen, it's time you kids realized I'm a guy who has to work for a living. I ain't a millionaire. I just can't go over to a bank and help myself. You help yourself to my bank. You took $3 last week. <laughs> You'll get back every cent I ever took out of your piggy bank with interest. You're always saying that. Yeah, and I mean it, too. Here. There. Now, are you satisfied? It's only a nickel. That's the interest. <laughs> so what?
wonder we're always broke. Your children act like their old man is Rockefeller. Now, don't blame the kids. Well, then who's to blame? Me, I suppose. That's right. I'm a failure. I'm no good. I can't support my family. Oh, stop it. You're not a failure. I am so. <laughs> Ten years I worked for that Stevenson. What have I got to show for it? Well, I ain't going to go on like this. I'm going to make that Stevenson give me a raise. Well, you've asked for raises before and nothing happened. Yeah, well, he'll come across this time. I'm going to trick him. Bluff him. I'll tell him I got a job for more dough at Consolidated. And he better match their offer or else. Look, boss, I, I, I've been with you ten years. Look, now. Riley, if it's about a raise... Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. I, I, I'd like your advice on, on a personal matter. Oh, certainly, Riley. What's the problem? Well, uh, the, the fact is, I... Uh, <clears throat> I, I I got an offer of a job at Consolidated. Oh, you did? And it pays ten a week more. Ten, huh? Yeah, I hate leaving you after all these years, but... Of course, if you could match their offer... Ten, huh? That's a lot of money. Yeah, sure is. I never expected anything like this. Ah, well, hey, might as well call up the cashier and give him the bad news, huh, boss? Well, you leave me no alternative. Yes, Mr. Stevenson? Miss Friedman, notify the cashier that Riley is leaving today. Oh, thanks, boss. I knew that you... Wait a minute. No, you're not letting me go. Riley, I wouldn't dream of standing in your way. Yeah, but, boss, I thought... Ten dollar raise, a lot of money. Well, I don't care about money. I'll stay with you for five more. Riley, I appreciate you. Three? This is a big opportunity. I'll stay for the old salary. Riley. I'll take a cut. You've got to think of your family. Yeah, no, but I love you more, oh, boss. No, no, let me work I, for I, you. I, I don't I, care I, about I, money. No, no. Please, Mr. Stevens, Mr. Stevens, take me back and I'll be anything. Drop in and see me. Yeah, but, 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 no, not Riley. Good eye. But listen, Mr. Stevens. Oh, what a revolting development this is. You didn't. You're joking. Well, you must be joking. Yeah, sure. Pop's always kidding. I wish I was joking. You gave up a perfectly good job. But, Daddy, you said he'd never let you go. I told you how it happened. How could you do such a thing? Can I help it if Stevenson's too stupid to let me bluff him? Well, first thing tomorrow, you're going back to him. Oh, I, I can't do that, never. But you've got to, Daddy. He'll never take me back if he finds out I tricked him. Besides, I'll look like a fool. Well, how we live. It was tough enough when you were getting a paycheck every week. Well, we'll manage. I'll get a job. Well, that may take months. Well, there's unemployment insurance. How can we live on that? I'll borrow. Who lent well, you? Well, then I'll steal. <laughs> I'll rob a bank. I'll put on a Halloween mask and clean out drinks. <laughs> I only hope they catch me. I'll tell them you drove me to it. I'm only out of work one day, and instead of encouraging me, you keep nagging at me. Oh, no. The only reason I got in this jam is because I wanted to make things easier for you and the kids. No, I, I, I'm sorry, dear. Well, I didn't mean to nag, but it, it's just that I'm worried. Well, we'll manage. Of course we will. You'll get another job. And in the meantime, I'll go to work. Now, wait a minute, Peg. I have an idea where I can get a job. Now, just a minute. And I can work part-time. Now, just a minute. So can I. Now, just a minute. No wife of mine is going to work to support me and neither of my kids. But just for a while, Did dear. you get a job? Not for a single day. But we're broke. Would you rather starve? Yes. Starvation I can stand, but I couldn't stand to lose my self-respect. I'd rather starve first. But, Riley... Now, we'll talk about it after supper. Right now, I'm so hungry, I'm ready to pass out. <laughs> 
back to The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley with Paula Winslow and John Brown. Having lost his job after ten years, we find a weary, despondent Riley still pounding the pavement in search of employment. Hey there, Riley. No, hi, Gilbert. I was just over to your house. I was out all day looking for a job. Oh. Any luck, pal? Uh, things are getting tough. You sure was a jerk to give up a good job. All right, all right, all right. I don't want to hear about it. I heard enough from Peg and the kids. Well, so long. I'm, I'm going to need supper. Oh, your wife ain't home. She ain't. How do you know? I was just in there looking for you. The kids ain't home either. Oh, well, maybe they're in the backyard. Nope. I looked there. Nobody... Well, it's supper time. Maybe Peg left something in the icebox for me. No, she didn't. I looked in there, too. <laughs> well, that's fine. I walk my feet off all day looking for work. I come home, nobody's there. They probably went to a movie. A fat lot they care if we're broke. Don't even leave me a bite to eat in the place. Hey, wait a minute. I'm eating out tonight. Come on, I'll treat you to a meal. Oh, gee, thanks, Gillis. You're a real pal. I'm broke. Yeah, there's a nice little place open up on Crenshaw. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Very classy. Your waitresses, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that blonde one there. Uh, get a load of that red-headed one. Yeah, I go for the one over there. Yeah, well, which one's that? The blue uniform. She's got her back to us. Cute little figure, huh? Uh, <laughs> that seemed better. Oh, that's for me. <laughs> uh, from this angle, they all look good. <laughs> well, when she turns around, well, watch her. Uh, oh, waitress. I'll be right with you, sir. Yeah, you see what you do. Hey! Riley. <laughs> what are you doing here? Well, I... I work here. I started this morning. Didn't Babs tell you? Nobody told me. Nobody was home. I told the kid. Never mind that now. You put down that tray. Oh, now, look. And get out of that ridiculous uniform. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, a woman your age, wearing a tight dress like that. <laughs> People are scared. Yes, I'll bet they are. And no wife of mine is going to work in a joint where every evil-minded wolf in the neighborhood can come in and make cracks about her figure. Are you coming? We'll discuss this at home, sir. Now, look here, Peg, you... For Pete's sake, Riley, let's eat first. You'll talk about it after. Uh, I'll have the pot roast, Peg. Okay. And you, sir? I'll have the hamburger. And I want it rare, not burnt, like you make it at home. <laughs> you feel if your wife went to work to support you? I've been trying to get her to do it for years. <laughs> She's too smart for me. Uh, well, I ain't made that way. My wife ain't going to work. I'll make her quit. Supposing she won't. Uh, well, I'll, I'll get her fired. That's what I'll do. Ah, don't be dumb. That's what I'll do. Ah, don't be dumb, Riley. Look, Gillis, this is my business. You stay out of it. Okay, okay. Don't be so touchy. Uh, uh, would you care for more coffee, gentlemen? No, thanks. Just a check, sweetheart. Who are you calling sweetheart? <laughs> Don't get excited. I talked that way to all the waitresses. Here's your check. Is this the kind of a job for a respectable married woman where every jerk can call you sweetheart? Riley, please. Just a minute. Who's that joke? Look, Gillis, I told you, stay out of this and keep your big mouth shut. <laughs> what? I don't have to sit here and take this. Give me my check. Here you are. There. Fine. <laughs> now, look, Peg. I'm asking you for the last time. Are you giving up this job? Oh, Riley, we've, we've got to be practical. I told you I won't take money from a woman. Are you coming home? Yes or no? No. 
Okay. Then I'll get you fired. Manager! Well, where's the manager? Stop it. You're making a fool of yourself. Where's the manager? Manager! What's the trouble, sir? Sorry, are you the manager? Well, I want to make a complaint about this here waitress. This is the worst service I've ever had. Oh, I'm sorry, sir, but you see, she's new on the job. That's no excuse. The girl just started today. Girl? She's got a daughter, 17. <laughs> if you want my business in the future, you better fire her. Oh, well, come now. You wouldn't want me to do that to her. She's probably got a large family to support. Yeah, well, let her husband go to work. I mean... <laughs> Girl fired. If you don't fire, I'm going to the head office. Oh, well, you don't have to do that, sir. She'll go, of course. Oh, uh, Mr. Jenkins. I'm not it's... interested in your excuses, Mrs. Riley. Report to the cashier at once. Oh. Well, that's more like it. Would you like more coffee, sir? Uh, no, no, thanks. Just the check. The gentleman's check. It's on the table. Oh, yeah. Well, let me see. It's a dollar, huh? I'll take your money, sir. Save you the trouble of going to the cashier. Oh, I, I have it right here. I did. No. <laughs> no, Mrs. Riley. No, no, wait a minute, Peg, don't go. What's the matter? Oh, well, you see, I, I, I left my wallet at home. Well, well, you've got your nerve, you cheap bum, coming in here without a cent in your pocket, chiseling a meal and insulting one of my best waitresses. I'm calling the police. Watch him, Mrs. Riley. See that he doesn't get away. Peg, let me have a dollar quick. Chester Riley. You're a beast. Peg, he's calling the cops. Let him. I hope they give you six months, Peg. Do <laughs> you want your father to go to jail? It's what you deserve. Oh, please, Peg, give me a dollar. Oh, I thought you said you don't take money from a woman. Well, I'll never say it again. Please, <laughs> Give me the dollar. I'll let you support me the rest of my life. <laughs> if it weren't for the kids, I'd... Oh... Here's your dollar. Uh, thanks, Dumplin'. Uh, give me another nickel. <laughs> what for? The check's only a dollar. Well, I'm no cheapskate. I always leave a tip. <laughs> what a mess. I must have walked miles today. There's just no jobs. <laughs> oh. oh, here's Digger O'Dell's place. I think I'll drop in there for a while. Where's his bell? Yo, here. Yes. Oh, it's you, Riley. What brings you to Digby O'Dell? The friendly undertaker. <laughs> I'm just passing by, Digger. Can I come in and sit down a bit? I'm dead. You are. In that case, come in and lie down. Oh, thank you. Stretch out. Make yourself comfortable. You'll find this couch very relaxing. Oh, oh this feels good. Here, put this pillow under your head. Oh, yeah, thanks. Close your eyes. Fold your hands. This feels fine. You look fine. Very natural. <laughs> I, I like to drop in here, Diggers. It's always so nice and peaceful. I, I feel like I left all my troubles behind me. That's true of all my visitors. <laughs> but they never stay very long. 
I'm, I'm out of a job, Digger, and Peg's working as a waitress. And, well, she, she's sore because I tried to get her fired. Don't even talk to me. Not a word. Digger, you have no idea what it feels like when you talk to a person and they don't answer you. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll pardon the expression, you should live so long. Bigger. I, I, I gotta get a job. Maybe you know of an opening. As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> but I don't think you'd like to fill it. But I'm desperate. You're not that desperate. <laughs> it's out of town. Oh. Oh, well, yeah, I, I guess I'm like... Oh, Riley, why don't you ask your boss to give you your job back? Yeah, I guess I'll have to. They got me over a barrel. Yes, that's true, but it could be worse. We have a saying in our profession. I quote, Though your ship of dreams has foundered and crashed upon the rocks, though you may be over a barrel, give thanks you're not in a box. <laughs> Oh, you sure cheered me up, Digger. Fully. Well, now I'd better be shoveling off. That you, Mom? Oh, hello, dear. Is your father home yet? Not yet. Say, Mom, the phone is disconnected. Well, I know, but I paid the bill during my lunch hour. They're sending a man over to connect it. Not so loud. Huh? Mr. Stevenson's in the living room. Oh, Mr. Stevenson? Yeah, he wants to see Pop. Well, what about? I don't know. Oh, well, I better find out. Oh, well, hello, Mr. Stevenson. Hello, Mrs. Riley. Where's that husband of yours? Oh, he should be home any minute. Uh, what is it you wanted to see him about? Well, I... Uh, I want him to come back. I, I've just got to have him back in the plan. Well, why did you let him leave in the first place if he's that valuable? Valuable? Who said he was valuable? <laughs> just that I was crazy enough to put him in charge of the tool room last week, and now nobody can find anything without him. <laughs> he's filed everything away in the wrong boxes. He's got the crowbars under K, the wrenches under R. He's got the bolts where the rivet should be, the rivets where the nut should be. We can't find a nut without that nut. Uh, your husband. <laughs> Well, I, I'm sure that Riley would be very... Hey, oh, in here, Riley. Oh, uh, Peg, listen, I decided to... Mr. Stevenson. Hello, Riley. Dear, Mr. Stevenson wants you to come back. He does? He really does? Yes, Riley. Isn't that wonderful? Well, I don't know now. I... <laughs> now, Riley. What do you mean you don't know? Well, I'm doing pretty good over at Consolidated. <laughs> Riley. All right, so they gave you $10 more. But they'll able to fire you any day when they get to know you. With me, you have a job for life. Why, Riley, you're part of the organization. <laughs> That's true, Riley. You better go back. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Ten dollars is a lot of money these days. Now, Riley, don't you try to... to, to... Oh, all right, I'll give you ten dollars more. Oh, thank you, Mr. Stevenson. Isn't that wonderful, Riley? Well, I don't know. I'll... I'm giving 
giving you the raise, what more do you want? Well, it's only fair that I should let Consolidated know. I, uh, I'll phone him up, huh? Riley, hang up that phone. Now, look, Riley, I'm willing to pay you what you're getting. That's fair enough, isn't it? Riley, hang up. Uh, hello? Chief? Uh, Riley talking. <laughs> I'm glad I caught you in the office. I got bad news for you, Chief. Yeah, afraid I'll be leaving you. Well, Stevenson's willing to match your offer. What's that? You're willing to give me five more a week? <laughs> this is blackmail. I won't do it. You can stay where you are. I will not take... Uh, oh, all right. All right. I'll, I'll give you the extra five. Uh, sorry, Chief, but I've got to go back to Stevenson. That money ain't everything, you know. Loyalty counts for something, too. Say goodbye. <laughs> okay, boss. I'm glad to be back in the organization. Hey, Pop, there's a man here. I'm from the phone company. I'm here to connect the phone. <laughs> Be some mistake. The phone's okay. Oh, it's been disconnected all day. Uh -huh. Oh, it has, has it? <laughs> but it can't be. I, I just spoke to a guy at Consolidated over in Burbank. If you did, you must have a great pair of lungs. <laughs> it's only fair to let Consolidated know, all right? Now, now look, Mr. Stevenson, I... You're afraid you'll be leaving. Well, you huh? see, boss, I... You report for work tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Not for $75, not for $70, but for $59.20, your old salary. And consider yourself lucky. Yes, sir. Yes, boss, very lucky. Goodbye. Goodbye, boss. <laughs> uh, well, well, why don't you say it? Go ahead, call me an idiot. Say it. Chester Riley, you, you, oh, what's the use? I've said it a thousand times. What am I going to do with you? You ought to haul off and let me have it. <laughs> I deserve it. Go on, hit me. Go on, I won't hit you back. Go on, let me have it. All right. Here. You, you kissed me. You kissed me. Oh, Peg, you're a bigger idiot than I am. <laughs> I just found out why we never have any money. And why is that? Because the government has been jipping me for the last ten years. What are you talking about? I've been paying taxes every year for ten years. Well, of course you pay taxes. Yeah, but I was talking to a guy at the plant. You know him, Gene Waldeck. He makes the same dough I do, and he never pays a cent in taxes. Yes, but he's got nine children, and he's entitled to a deduction for each one. So naturally he doesn't have to pay. We've only got two kids. You mean, the more kids? Now she tells me. Perhaps Blue Ribbon invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker by arrangement with Universal International Pictures, now releasing Francis, starring Donald O'Connor and Patricia Medina. Tonight's script is by Alan Lipskitt and Ruben Schiff. Music by Lou Kozloff. This is Riley as Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Babs is Barbara Eiler. Junior is Bobby Ellis. Alan Reed is Mr. Stevenson. 
Others in the cast were Sid Tomac and Stanley Waxman. Consult your local paper for the correct time of the Life of Riley show on television over NBC. The Life of Riley is brought to you by the Pabst Brewing Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Newark, New Jersey, and Peoria, Illinois. And sent your way with the best wishes of Pabst Blue Ribbon dealers from coast to coast. Jimmy Wallington speaks. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What'll you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. When a waitress glides up to your place with a pretty smile upon her face, here's the way to really romance her. Give her that Pabst Blue Ribbon answer. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What'll you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. What'll you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon, dear. Smoother, smoother, smoother flavors. Zest and sparkle, million flavors. Taste that smoother, smoother flavor. Pabst Blue Ribbon, beer served anywhere. Prove it yourself. Make the three-way experts test. One, see the clear color. Look at the creamy head. Two, sniff that fragrant blue ribbon blend. Three, taste the flavor the whole world knows. And you'll agree, finest beer served anywhere. What do you have? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Teal for a beautiful smile, the life of Riley for laughs. Teal, T-E-E-L, Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it, T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. And just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley, in the life of Riley. Chester A. Riley, father of 13-year-old Junior Riley, is very proud of his son. But Riley's pride is often deflated by his friend Jim Gillis, who is also the father of a teenage boy, Egbert. Right now, we find the two fathers admiring a special window display in Witherspoon's drugstore. Yes, sir, Riley, that there window is a masterpiece. You get the angle, Riley? It's advertising Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, sure, I get it, Gillis. And that's a good idea they got, spelling out mother with aspirin tablets, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a great plug for motherhood. Yeah. It'll help kids remember the day. Of course, uh, my boy Eggweight don't need no reminder. Like uh, some kids I could mention. <laughs> Gillis. You wasn't referring to my boy, Junior, was you? Oh, no, 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 no. But if the shoe fits, you might as well swallow it. <laughs> now, my boy, Egbert, never forgets his duty. He's got a memory like an orphan. Yeah, and a nose to match. <laughs> Very humoresque. <laughs> All I know is he already got his mother a genuine imitation leather purse. What's your junior getting his mother? Well, well I, I'd better run along. I, Riley, I, you mean your kid ain't getting his mother nothing? Don't you worry about my boy. He'll come through. But ain't he said nothing about it? Well. Oh, that's a bad sign. Riley, any man that don't bring up his boy to do right by his mother is a failure as a father. Who's a failure? In the 13 years that Junior's known me, he's never had a better father. Most likely, he's got a present hidden in the house right now. Well, sure, that's it. He... I hope so, for your poor wife's sake. 
But you better make sure. Listen, I trust my boy enough not to spy on him. Uh, where does your Egbert usually hide his presents? Well, this year it's up the chimney. Yes, sir, Riley, like father, like son. Now, I was brung up to respect the sanctity of motherhood. My Egbert is cast in the same mold. Well, don't you worry about Junior. You'll find out that my boy's even moldier than your boy. <laughs> This chimney is small. Let's see. Nope. Not a sign of a package any... It's cold. Got some suit up my snoot. <laughs> I'd better take another look. Riley, for heaven's sake. Oh, 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 it's you, Dumplin. What are you doing in that fireplace? Well, I, I, I'm looking up the chimney to see how the weather is outside. <laughs> the weather? Yeah. Full of all the crazy things. Why don't you look out through the window? Well, I, I did, but I couldn't see the weather on account of the rain. <laughs> Is Junior home? Oh, yes. I wish you'd speak to that boy. I'm trying to keep the home extra neat while your mother's here visiting us. But he keeps messing it up. He's so forgetful. Now, he's getting forgetful about a lot of things. Well, I'll have a talk with that boy that he won't forget. Oh, now, don't be too cross. Remember, you forget things, too. Don't worry. I'll be fair. First, I'll let him speak his mind, and then I'll give him a piece of my mind. And believe me, he's going to get the worst of the bargain. Junior, I... Oh, hello, Pop. Say, you want to hear a swell song? I'm going to sing it in the gay 90 show my club's putting on. Now listen. Oh, okay. How's it go, son? Always help your dear old mother. Oh, beautiful. Always treat her kind and good. I had you all ruined, Junior. You must always hold the lantern while your mother's chopping wood. <laughs> Junior. What kind of a song is that to be singing about your mother? Well, well, it's a comedy song. Now, listen to the second verse. Uh -huh. Don't forget your dear old mother. That's better. She's so delicate and frail. Bless her heart, she's worn out. She is thinking of you always while she's serving time in jail. Junior, I'm shocked, making fun of your own mother, the sweet woman who's always taken your part. Why, on the day you were born, when she looked at you for the first time and saw your little red, homely, wrinkled face, did she blame you? No, she blamed me. But, but, but Pop, you don't get the idea of the song. I get it. You're like all the younger generation. Young. Why, when I was your age, I worshipped my mother. I used to hang her up on a pedestrian. Pedestal, Pop. Junior, you and me got to have a man-to-boy talk. Sit down. I'm sitting down already. Well, then get up and let me sit down. Have some rest, right? Now, listen, Junior. It's time you were told certain things about uh, certain things. Pop, again with the birds and the bees. 
Well, there's lots you can learn from the bees. For instance, bees are very kind to their mother. They call her Queenie, and they go out collecting honey while she sits home with the hives. <laughs> Ain't that touching? Yeah, Bob. It's thrilling. So what? Bees respect motherhood, and their mother is nothing but an insect. <laughs> but you're lucky enough to have a mother who's a human being. I made a careful marriage. Pop, what are you driving at? All right, let me put it clearer. Why ain't you shoved anything up the chimney? Chimney? It's hopeless. You certainly don't get your head from me. With a head like mine, you'd get the point. Pop. Pop, I gotta go now. Egbert Gillis remembers. Even the drugstore remembers. Everybody remembers but my son. Well, I'm through hitting. I'm going to tell you the right thing to do and see that you do it. Ah, oh, Pop, you act like I was a baby or something, always yelling at me. Oh, I'm going out. Now, wait, Junior, don't you go away. Yes, Sir Riley. Uh, oh, are you picking on my grandson again? Oh, run along and play, Junior, darling. Thanks, Grandma. Now, wait a minute. Land sakes, always yelling at that sweet, innocent child. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, you big baboon. <laughs> Gee whiz, Mom, when I was a boy, my father... Ah, oh, your father's mustache. <laughs> But, Mom, suppose a boy forgets his mother on Mother's Day. Oh, so that's it, is it? Yeah, and I know how a mother feels when her son forgets. You do, do you? Yeah. Have you ever been a mother? Well, not lately. <laughs> well, I have, and I am. Just, a mother doesn't want her son being bullied into thinking of her. She wants him to do it because it's, it's natural to him. Or not at all. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, you see, I was thinking... Well, stop th thinking. At your age, it's no time to start. Oh, Mom, you sound like you don't love me anymore I've loved you for 39 years and now I can't break the habit Bad as it is But you're not to nag Junior about Mother's Day again Promise? Well, okay You're not to even mention Mother's Day Be like those three little monkeys that hear nothing, see nothing, and say nothing Okay, I'm going to be just like them From now on, there's going to be four of us monkeys <laughs> Guess what I got, Mom? Nylons. Oh, gosh, nylons. Oh, Mother will be thrilled. Look, hide them for me, will you? I don't want Pop to know I bought a present till Sunday. Why not? Ah, uh, he thinks I forgot. I just want to show him. Gosh, just though I'd forget my own mom. Oh, the phone. I'll get it, Babs. Hello? Oh, hello, Walleye. What? A new catcher's net. Five bucks. Gee, I sure need a new mitt for the big game on Sunday, but, but I'm busted. Oh, no, Pop, it's for me. Uh, what, Walleye? Oh, oh, I said I'd like to buy one for Sunday, but where am I going to get five bucks? Santa Claus ain't due here till Christmas. Well, so long. Junior, uh, did I hear you say you needed some money? Yeah, why? Oh, nothing. O only now I'm beginning to understand why you Boy, didn't... I sure could use some dough. I want to buy... Don't tell me. Listen, Junior, guess who I just bumped into on the corner? Who? Santa Claus. Santa Claus? Yeah. But he's a little early this year. <laughs> you know, daylight saving. <laughs> he gave me this $5 bill to give to you. Here. Pop, you're giving me five bucks? Yeah. 
Oh, boy, now I can buy it. Tell me. Pop, is this on the level? No strings attached? No strings attached. You mean I won't have to do like last time you gave me five bucks? You know, sign a paper saying I'll mow the lawn for the next 20 years? No, no, it's yours outright. Buy what you want. And I guess you know what to buy. Oh, do I? I'm going down right now and buy it. Tell me. Okay, Pop. See you later. And thanks a million. Yes, so long. Poor little fella. Imagine thinking he'd forget his mother. Look at him. Running down the street. You'd think he was after a present for himself. <laughs> Come on in, Gillis. Coast is clear. Everybody's at the movies. Listen, Riley, what's so important? You come over my house, yank me out of bed, dress me, and then drag me over here. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why, Gillis. You intimidated that my boy would forget his mother on Mother's Day. Okay, so he bought her a present. I'm going home. Wait a minute. No, no. I'll show it to you, you wise guy. I ain't even seen it myself yet. He hid it in the closet here. He bought his mother a present. Very unusual boy. You should have him stuffed. <laughs> Ah, oh, oh, here it is. Look at the size of this package. Uh, next time, Gillis, don't go shooting your big mouth off about other people's wonderful kids. <laughs> Riley, if there's one thing I hate, it's a father who brags about his kid. I'll be running along. Oh, no, you don't, Gillis. Oh, no. You started this, and I'm finishing it. I'm opening the package right now. Look, I believe you. Now, let me go back to bed while the sheet is still warm. <laughs> Till you see this present that Junior got for his mother. This'll show you how I raise a boy. Look at that, a catcher's mitt. Just what my wife... <laughs> a catcher's mitt. <laughs> well, what do you know? So the little darling bought his mother a present. <laughs> uh, right, uh... Well, I, I must have forgot to mention it, Gillis. You, you, you know, Peggy's taking a baseball... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What team? Team? Uh, 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 she, she ain't playing right now. She's got a Charlie horse. She... <laughs> face the facts with your face, Riley. Junior spent his dough on himself instead of on his mother. That's the kind of a boy you raised. As the saying goes, the apple don't fall far from the tree. Yeah. And this apple's got a worm in it. <laughs> Next time, don't go shooting your big mouth off when I'm shooting my big mouth off. Oh, how could he do this to his own father? After all I'd done for him when he was a baby. The times I used to get up in the middle of the night to change him. Well, so help me, I'll never do it again. Theo has just brought you the first act of The Life of Riley, and we'll be back with Riley in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter. You know that only teal of all the leading dentifrices protect your teeth from ugly gum-lined cavities? Here's why. Out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. And when gums recede, parts of your teeth are exposed, which are 25 times softer than tooth enamel. And those softer parts are easily damaged by daily use of toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. So chances are eight in ten you are risking those ground-in cavities daily, unless the dentifrice you use contains no such abrasives. Only Teal, the modern liquid dentifrice, cleans teeth without abrasives. 
cleans with a patented ingredient, protects teeth from gum line cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. The Teal Way takes one extra minute a week to make teeth look their best safely. Follow directions on the package, and remember, large family-sized Teal saves money. T-E-E-L, Teal, the tangy, refreshing liquid dentifrice. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, poor Riley was afraid that Junior will forget his mother on Mother's Day, but he's vowed not to remind the boy. Actually, Junior has bought his mother a gift, but is keeping it a secret. Now, Riley has a subtle plan to make sure Junior comes through. Hi, Pop. Junior, you see this package? Well, I happened to be passing AZ Swap Shop, and I saw something in the window that's just what you needed. So guess what? You bought it. Well, how did you guess? You're getting just like me, psychopathic. Well, here it is. Gosh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a fancy case. Uh-huh. Can I open it? Well, sure. I, I, I sure hope you like it. Oh, for Pete's sake. A lady's manicure set. Now, what do I want with this? Junior, you're absolutely right. Now that I see it in good light, I see it's for ladies only. Well, if you can't use it, you'll just have to give it away to some lady who can. If you know what I mean. Now, who will you give it to? Well, I... I think... Don't! Tell me. (laughs) Just give it to her. I don't know, Pop. Maybe you better take it back. But, Junior, think. Ain't there one woman who loves you more than anything, and vice versa? Yeah. Yeah, she's wonderful. She'd like this set all right. Sure she would. And I bet I know who she is. Her name begins with capital M. Gee, how'd you guess? Oh, at last. Yeah, I'm going right over and give it to my girl, Marilyn. <laughs> it's a losing fight. Who there? Is that you, Riley? Uh, who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Uh, what are you doing around here, Digger? Oh, I'm on my way to the offices of the OPA. I want to complain about some prices. Oh, you, you mean ceiling prices. No, no, this is a different OPA. The official Paul Bearers Association. <laughs> They've just increased our carrying charges. <laughs> You've got to watch your step with those boys. One false move and they drop you like a hot potato. Well, that's just business troubles. It's family trouble that's the real headache. Figures. There ain't another father that has as much trouble with his boy as I do. Oh, you must not envy other people, Riley. In my profession, we have a saying. The grass is always greener on the other fellow. (laughs) Do you have trouble with your boys, Digger? Oh, indeed I do. Yesterday, my youngest son, Clay, pilfered a sign from the baseball stadium and hung it in the window of my business establishment. Oh, I was furious. 
Why? What, what, what did the sign say? Double header today. <laughs> Ladies free. Well, that ain't as bad as my junior. Today is Mother's Day and he forgot all about it. And today is the day. Oh, how could he do such a thing? Ah, mother. Serving your dinner on the mantelpiece after daddy has spoken to you with a paddle. <laughs> giving you a homemade haircut with a cereal bowl. And forgetting to remove the oatmeal. <laughs> Sitting by your bedside when you're itching with poison ivy. And helping you scratch. <laughs> I adore mothers. They're so great. Well, that boy should be taught a lesson. Now, now, Riley, don't spank him. Okay. Approach him from another direction. <laughs> Shame the lad in front of the whole family. Humiliate him. Tigger, you've got it. That'll earn him respect. Uh, what'll I say? Expose him as a monster of ingratitude. Monster of ingratitude. Who bites the hand that feeds him. Bites the hand that... That's just what I'll tell him. Oh, thanks, Digger. You're swell. You're always straightening people out. <laughs> Let's not talk shop. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. What a lovely blouse. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you, Angel. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. This is for you. <gasps> Nylon! Oh, Junior, darling, you remembered. Oh, of course he did, Peg. You don't think my grandson would forget his mother. Oh, of course not. But it's still wonderful to think that he did. Mom! Peg! Babs! Junior! Everybody, line up. <laughs> oh, Riley. What do you think, Junior? Say no more, Peg. I know just how you feel. Everybody on this side of the room, except that junior. Why, Riley, what's the matter? Please, do what I say. What, Pa? Stay where you are, junior. Look on him. There he stands. For 13 years, his mother has been feeding him with her own hand. And now he's biting the monster. <laughs> talking about? I'm talking about a son who forgets his mother on Mother's Day. But gee whiz, Papa, I it's didn't... It's too late to make excuses now. I'm not making excuses. I got Mom a present. I don't care if you did get her a present. You should have gotten her a... Per, 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 you what? Well, he gave me these lovely nylons. Chester, you stop picking on my grandson or I'll bust you one. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Junior, you, you gave her a present? You... You really love your mother? Of course he does. What a revolting development this is. <laughs> oh, Dad. Oh, is your face red? Yeah, well, it's my tight socks. <laughs> now you apologize to Junior. Oh, forget it, Pop. But I only meant it for your good. Any son who forgets his darling mother on Mother's Day ain't human. You're right, dear. Now you give your mother her present. And I'll go further. I... <laughs> present? Daddy, you forgot. Me? Uh, 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 don't, don't, be, don't be silly. 
Well, as, as I was saying before I was interrupted, any son is liable to forget his mother on Mother's Day. It's only human. Well, Chester, I'm waiting for my present. I ain't human. Oh, I'll get it for you, Pop. It's right here under the couch. Junior, please keep out of this. I can't... Uh, Hey, hey, what's that package? Pop, stop kidding. Uh, you know, it's that swell manicure set you got for Grandma. I, I did? Why, Chester, for me, oh, you darling. And I thought you'd forgotten. Uh, not my Pop. He bought this special for Mother's Day. Didn't you, Pop? Oh, Junior. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, Pop, put me down. Oh, excuse me. I, I thought you were my mother. <laughs> here, here, Mom. Yeah, you darling. You didn't forget your poor old mother. Oh, Chester. Bless you. Oh, Mom, put me down. Riley's will be back in half a minute. Why risk cavities at the gum line? Cavities ground in by daily use of toothpaste or powders containing harsh abrasives. Teal cleans teeth without abrasives, protects teeth from such cavities. Enjoy Teal tonight. T-E-E-L, Teal, the refreshing liquid dentifrice. Junior, it was swell of you to come through the way you did for me. I, I thought you gave that set to Marilyn. Ah, oh, nah, you don't give your girlfriend a present on Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, it, it ain't etiquette. Junior, you're a real pal. You didn't let me forget about a present on Mother's Day, so in appreciation, I'm going to do something for you. What, Pa? I won't let you forget about a present on Father's Day. Procter & Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invites to be their guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Luke Kozlov. Don't miss the June issue of Radio Mirror Magazine, which features a big story on the Life of Riley with pictures of our cast. That's Radio Mirror Magazine at your newsstands now. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal, inviting you to listen again next week. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y Riley, and for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. A washing miracle for silk, nylon, woolen, dishes. What are you talking about? Dreft. I'll spell it. D-R-E-F-T, Dreft. Yes, ladies, and Dreft spells faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. That's true. Take lingerie, for example. Why, Dreft keeps my dainty underthings fresher and brighter than even expensive soap flakes. Right. You see, Dreft is different from soap. Dreft's rich suds rinse clean and clear. They simply can't leave any sticky deposit the way all soaps do. No wonder Dreft keeps lingerie, stockings, new woolens, prettier and brighter, far longer than any soap could ever do. With Dreft, there's no soap fading. Yes, and for washing dishes, Dreft is just unbelievable. Why, Dreft makes my dishes shine even without wiping. Every woman knows how dishes washed with soap dry with a greasy film unless you polish them. Well, my Dreft wash dishes drain dry, bright and sparkling. Even glasses sparkle without touching a towel to them. Yes, ladies. Decide now to open up this bright new world of beauty for your nice things, for your fine washables, for your dishes. So get dressed in a bright green package. 
dress, Procter & Gamble's amazing suds discovery that gives you faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. That's D-R-E-S-T, dress. Next time you shop, get dressed. Listen again next week, same time, when Teal for a Beautiful Smile brings you the life of Riley for laughs. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. There's no other shampoo like Liquid Prell. Liquid Prell is extra rich. That's why it leaves your hair looking radiantly alive. How gloriously different Liquid Prell is from thin, watery, and wasteful shampoos or thick, sticky ones that can actually dull your hair. Wonderfully different Liquid Prell is extra rich. Every emerald green drop bursts into luxuriously rich lather that leaves your hair looking radiantly alive. And you feel so radiantly alive. Thanks to Prell, Liquid Prell, the extra rich shampoo. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely... Prell presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Chester A. Riley is a man who doesn't feel he's doing his duty as a husband and father unless he's worrying about something. This week, his wife hasn't given him any cause for alarm. His son, Junior, has been behaving himself. So it's daughter Babs's turn to bear the brunt of Riley's fatherly concern. I'm home, Dumplin'. Oh, hello, dear. How's the movie? Oh, great. Children of Today. Wonderful picture. I love a movie that's really up to the minute. Now, who is in it? Rudolph Valentino and Pearl White. <laughs> they were silent stars. But well, that picture must have been made 30 years ago. Well, it still holds good for today. It shows what happens when kids ain't brought up right. There's one scene when a boy no older than our junior... Hits his father on the head with an axe. And then robs him. I want Junior to go see that picture. He'll learn a lot. Oh. Well, I doubt if he'd like it. He only likes Westerns. Yeah, believe me, a picture like that makes a father worry about his kid's future. Well, you don't have to worry about our children. Uh, that's because I brought him up right. Instead of running around the streets all hours of the night like other kids, our Junior's in bed. And Babs is in a room reading a good book. Oh, Babs isn't home. Yes, sir. Thank heaven we got nothing to worry. Where is she? Out. Out? So late at night? How could you let a young girl like that go out all alone? She's not alone. She's with that nice boy, Harry Bates. Oh, I've talked to that boy. I'd rather she was alone. Oh, Harry's all right. All right. Who is he? A nobody. And he comes from a family of nobodies. Well, my goodness, who are we? I'm talking about Babs. <laughs> There's a girl's got looks, charm, personality, brains. Why, she's got everything I wanted when I was a kid. <laughs> she don't have to waste her time with boys like Harry Bates. Well, now, what kind of boys would meet with your approval? Well, uh, uh, college boys, boys with a future. 
Just because a boy didn't go to college doesn't mean he hasn't got a future. Oh, that's where you're wrong. You can't get no place without college. Take me. I'm a riveter. If I'd have gone to college, I wouldn't be hammering in rivets with my hands. I'd be using my head. Bad Riley, Babs will be all right. It's my duty to see that she meets the right kind of boys and picks out the right husband. Oh, rubbish. Well, my father was just as concerned about me as you are about Babs. But he let me pick my own boyfriend, and when the time came, my own husband. Well, I ain't gonna make the same stupid mistake he did. <laughs> Sir Gillis, you're lucky you got a son. What's so lucky about that? Well, when you got a son, you only got one boy to worry about. When you got a daughter, you got a hundred boys to worry about. That's where I was smart. I gave birth to a son. Worry, worry, worry. Every minute, worry. Well, at least your daughter's no stay-at-home like some poor girls. She's got plenty of dates. Oh, yeah, she's pretty notorious, all right. I've got no complaints there, but I'd like Babs to hang out with a higher-class type of fellow. Refined, after hey, all. watch it. Here comes the boss. Where? There, with that young guy. O'Reilly, Gillis. Oh, uh, hello, boss. Hello, Mr. Stevenson. Boys, I want you to meet my nephew, Leonard Stevenson. How do you do, gentlemen? Oh, hello, Leonard. Hi. You see, uh, Leonard's studying aerodynamics at college, and... Oh, uh, you go to college, Leonard? Yes, sir. I, uh, thought maybe one of you boys might show him around the plant. Well, well, sure, boss. I'd be only too glad to have Gillis show him around. Huh? Well, go on, Gillis. Don't keep Leonard waiting. Oh, sure, sure. Glad to, uh, Leonard. Thank you. I'm very interested in those new hydraulic presses. That's fine. You can explain them to me. That's a fine boy there, Mr. Stevens. Yes, he is. Got a great future. Comes from fine stock. Yep. If I had a few shares of that stock, I'd have a future, too. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he's a fine boy. Brilliant student, too. Likes to stay home and read. Oh, my daughter, Babs, likes to stay home and read. Oh, I wish he'd go out more often. I'm always telling him, Leonard... Why don't you meet more people your own age? Now, that's a coincidence. I, I keep telling my daughter Babs. Why don't you meet more young men your own age, like Leonard Stevenson? Oh, I wish I knew some nice young... Say, I wonder if... No. Yes, yes, yes. Do you think maybe your daughter... It's a date, boss. Well, maybe toward the end of the week, she... Tonight! You've got to go out with Leonard Stevenson. He's going to phone in a few minutes. Daddy, what, what? I keep telling you I have a date for tonight. I've been dying to go out with this boy for weeks. Cancel it. I can't. I just can't. But you don't know what you're missing. Leonard is one boy in a million. He's, he's so handsome. He's got blonde, wavy hair like Van Johnson. A flashing smile like Clark Gable. And a dimple in his chin like Cary Grant. Believe me, he's another Sonny Tufts. Well, what do you say? I'm sorry, Daddy. I'd do it if I could, but... All right. Subject is closed. But all I can say is this is a fine way to pay me back after all I've done for you. Oh, Riley, stop pestering her. You had no right to... Tell her, Peg. When she had the whooping cough and had to have a shot in the arm, who walked three miles in a blizzard to bring the doctor? Who held her while he stuck that big needle in her little arm? I did. 
All right, but who fainted? I did. Okay, Babs, I ask you to do one little thing for your own benefit and you turn me down. Oh, all right, Daddy. I'll cancel my date and go out with this Leonard. You will? Oh, that's great. You'll never regret it. This Leonard is a... The phone. Oh, boy, that must be him. Now, now be nice to him, Babs. Tell him you love to go out with him. Tell him... Uh... Hello? Oh, hello, Leonard. Yeah, y- yeah, Babs is here. Yeah, I'll put her on, and me and the wife will go out in the kitchen so Babs can be alone while you ask her to go out with you, which she will. Minerva, you've just got to do it for me. But, Babs, I don't even know this boy, Leonard. Well, neither do I. That's why it'll be all right. Sure it will. What's going to be all right? Oh, for Pete's sake, Minnie, I told you three times. Now, listen, I've got this date with Bruce, and my father wants me to go out with Leonard, so I said yes. But now I can't get in touch with Bruce to break our date. So now I've got two dates, a date with Bruce and a date with Leonard, and you'll have to go out with Leonard. Oh, where do I meet Bruce? (laughs) Not Bruce. You meet Leonard at the drugstore, and listen, you have to pretend you're me. I'm you? Leonard's never seen me. You just say you're Babs Riley. Oh, you'll like him, Minerva. He's a college boy. Oh, then I'd better take some money with me. (laughs) Oh, no, he's rich. And handsome, too. Oh, you'll have a grand time. But you mustn't tell anyone. Oh, no, I won't. Babs, do you think he'll try to kiss me? Well, he, he might. Then I'd better tighten my pivot, too. The last time I got kissed, I swallowed it. Well, good night, Bruce, and thanks for a swell evening. It was perfect, Babs. Can I call you again? If you really want to, Bruce. Oh, boy, do I. You'll hear from me soon. All right, Bruce. Good night. Good night, beautiful. How did it go? Oh! Oh, Daddy! I didn't see you sitting there. I waited up to find out how your date went. Nice boy, huh? Oh, he's wonderful, Daddy. I'm just wild about him, and I think he likes me. Oh, you made a good impression, huh? Well, I think so. He said he'd call me again soon. Oh, that's great, honey. You really like him, huh? He's got the cutest curly black hair. Yeah, when I saw... uh, Black. This afternoon, Leonard was a blonde. Leonard? Yeah. Oh! Oh, yes, did I say black? I I meant blonde. Uh, (laughs) He's got you in a dither, all right. (laughs) Well, this is one boy I don't mind you falling for. Well, Daddy, I don't want you to get the wrong idea after all. It's all right. You can't fool your old daddy. I know what's going on. Yes, sir, Gillis, my babe sure made a hit with the big boss's nephew last night. All right, stop bragging. My daughter would have made a bigger hit if I had a daughter. And Leonard's crazy about her. Come on, let's get back to work. I got to get some sleep before quitting time. <laughs> hey, wait, there's Leonard just going into Stevenson's office. Come on. 
Hey, where are you going? I bet right now he's raving to the boss about beds. If we get up close... Wait, Riley, it ain't nice to eavesdrop. You can get fired for it. Tell me, Leonard, how was your date with that Riley girl last night? Well, Uncle Carl, I, I hardly know what to say. You hear that, Gillis? He can't find words good enough. To be perfectly frank, Uncle, this Barbara Riley is just about the stupidest thing on two feet. Stupid? Perhaps. No, no. So she made a big hit, huh, Riley? I can hardly believe it, Leonard. I know the Rileys very well. Her mother's a fine, intelligent woman, and her father is... Well, maybe you're right. <laughs> Gillis, it ain't nice to eavesdrop. Come on. Wait, this is fascinating. Uh, honest, Uncle Carl, she has no charm, no personality. She really needs a plumber. A plumber? She's a drip. <laughs> Gillis, let's get back to work. Okay. Carry me. Don't take it so hard, Riley. Suppose she is a drip. Someday she'll meet a droop. And... I... I don't understand it, Gillis. My bad, stupid? How could she be stupid? Why, ever since she was a little baby, I taught her everything I know. Oh, why did she pay attention to me? the second act of the life of Riley in a moment. The word for radiant hair is Prell. Amazing Prell. Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in a handy tube. Prell is marvelous for two wonderful reasons. First, Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. Second, Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap or soap shampoo. Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. For glamorous, radiant hair, don't look any further than that Prell tube. And say that Prell tube so handy. No messy jars, no slippery bottles. So for hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, and easy to manage... Ask for the shampoo in the handy tube. Prell. A little makes mountains of lather. P-R-E-L-L Prell shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is inside. Comes in a tube. Too. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. And right now, Riley is suffering. Peg, it's true, I tell you. Stupid, that's the word he used. Bam, stupid? Uh, Why, wow, that's fantastic. It's true, I'm her mother, but I, I still say you couldn't find a more charming or intelligent girl. Well, that's what I thought, but when you get too close to a person, you can't judge anymore. For, for instance, I always thought you were beautiful, Peg. Well, aren't I? Well, I don't know. Who, who can tell? <laughs> to a baboon, the most beautiful creature in the world is another baboon. Hey, this is serious. And it's up to now me look, to... Now, look, you leave Babs alone. No, it's no use. My head is made up. Babs has got to change, and I'm the one to change her. You know the saying, it takes a sow's ear to make a silk purse. Hello? Oh, hi, Minnie. No, I haven't heard from Bruce yet. I just can't understand it. Bruce seemed to like me, and he said he'd call. 
What a life. You wait years for the perfect man, and then... Well, I'm in the middle of some ironing. See you tomorrow, Minnie. Bed. Bed, Jean. In here, Daddy. Oh, hello, Bed. What are you doing, Minnie? Oh, nothing. You look kind of blue. You're, uh... You're worried about a certain boy, aren't you? Well, yes, I am. I expected him to call me, but so far he... Bedsy, sometimes we've got to face certain things, no matter how horrible they are. Look at me, honey. Yes? I mean, mean, well, sometimes a person is a little on the stupid side, but that ain't the end of the world, as long as that person is willing to change. Right? Oh, Daddy, I like you just the way you are. <laughs> Let me put it another way. You see, Beds... Couldn't we talk about your problem some other time, Daddy? Beds, I don't like to see you brooding this way. I know what. Come on, let's go to a movie. Oh, no, I've got to stay in, in case I get a call. I hate to say this, baby, but I don't think he's ever going to call. He's got to. He's just got to. You kind of fell for this boy, huh? Oh, he's a dream, Daddy. You know how it is. A girl meets a lot of boys, but it doesn't mean a thing. And then all of a sudden she meets a boy and she says to herself, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. When I was going with your mother, I heard those very same words. The night I proposed to her, she introduced me to her father and he said, is this it? It'll be all right. There are other boys. Oh, you don't understand. The way I feel now, I couldn't look at another boy. Neither could I. Oh, excuse me, Daddy. I'd like to be alone for a while. Sure. Sure, baby. Poor kid. Your little heart's breaking. All on account of that no-good Leonard. Yes? Uh, good evening. My name is Bruce Taylor. Is Babs home? Yeah, she's home, but she don't want to see you, son. She... She doesn't? Now, you... Just be wasting your time, son. She's crazy about a certain boy, Leonard. Yeah, but, gee, she told me that I... I'll tell you what she told me. She said she couldn't look at you. But, well... I'm sorry, son, but you ain't it, so run along, huh? (laughs) Oh, gosh, if that's the way she feels... Okay, good night. (laughs) Poor kid. He don't know what kind of a daughter I've got. He probably thinks she's charming. At the door? Oh, nothing important. Just some boy asking for you. A boy? What boy? Uh, uh, Taylor. Bruce? Bruce Taylor? Yeah, yeah, that's it. But I got rid of him fast. I told him you don't want to see him. <laughs> you told him? Yeah. But he's the one I've been waiting to hear from, and you told him. Oh, you ruined everything. But, Babs, you said. I'll oh, never see him again. But, Babs, I thought Leonard was the one Leonard, you told who cares about Leonard? I love him. What's the matter? What happened? Riley, what did you do to Babs? Nothing. I was just straightening out her life. Hurry up, Minerva. How much longer are you going to take with that soda? I'll be through in a minute. I've got to get home. Carry through the straw. <laughs> well, let's go. Wait. Oh, look who's coming this way. You. Hi. 
Darling, he's coming over. Oh, he's cute. Who is he, Minerva? Well, you know, that's one of Stevenson. The one you gave me that night. But he's a perfect dream. I never thought... Oh, hello there. Nice to see you again, Barbara. Hello, Leonard. I want to meet a friend of mine, Barbara Riley. Uh, I mean, I'm Barbara. She's Minerva. Uh, I mean... Uh, <laughs> well, uh, could an innocent bystander get in on the joke? Uh, I'm afraid I owe you an apology, Mr. Stevenson. You see, I'm Barbara Riley, and she's Minerva. My father made that date with you, but I was busy, and Minerva wasn't doing anything, so I... Uh, well... Oh, so you're Babs Riley. Well... Do you mind if I join you? Oh, it'd be a pleasure. Gee, I'm sorry you have to go, Minerva. Who, <laughs> me? Oh, I'm not going anyplace. <laughs> Why, you know perfectly well you have a dentist appointment. I have? Why, Minnie, you just told me you have a toothache and you're simply in agony. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, excuse me, Leonard, I'm in agony. <laughs> Well, so you're Babs. So you're Leonard. I hope you're not angry with me. Well, I don't know. I might be willing to discuss the question tonight, say, around 8 o'clock, okay? Okay. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Nothing but trouble. I guess a guy never really gets rid of his troubles till he's introduced to the undertaker. How do you do, Riley? <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fat. You look horrible. <laughs> I feel horrible. Oh, too bad. I feel tip-top. I've been over at the UEPHC. UEPHC? Yes, the Undertakers, Embalmers, and Ball Bearers Health Club. <laughs> Tonight we had some wrestling bouts. I saw one man weighing 120 lift another man weighing 250 and then drop him six feet. <laughs> Beautiful technique. Well, I ain't really interested in wrestling, Digger. What I need is a plumber. I see. The faucet keeps a dripping. A bloop, bloop, bloop. Well, no, no, not exactly. I'm worrying about my daughter, Beb. Ah, yes. Children are a problem. Yesterday, some hoodlum stole a sign from an airport and hung it on the door of my business establishment. Oh, I was furious. Why? What did the sign say? Don't go the old-fashioned way. Fly there. Well, Digger, my kid's good, only she's unpopular. A boy takes her out the first time, and he never sees her again. Every day I go out with people for the first time, and that's the last I ever see of them. It's because she's a little on the stupid side. What did you say? How dare you, her father, talk about such a lovely girl in that fashion. You incense me, sir. I've got a good mind to lay you out. Well, 
I, I know it sounds terrible. I, I couldn't believe it at first, but I heard this boy Leonard say so. If this Leonard were here right now, I'd box his ears. I might even go further than that. <laughs> He's a contemptible cad. You think Babs is okay? Of mm -hmm. course, man. Your Babs is cheerful, charming, and chic. Cute, coy, and captivating. I adore Babs. He's so gay. Well, of course she is. I'm ashamed of myself for ever doubting it. You know something, Digger? You've just opened my eyes. Well, there's a first time for everything. Cheerio, <laughs> I'd better be shoveling off. Listen, I was all wrong about Babs. She's a wonderful girl. Of course she is. I was a fool to believe that, Leonard, and I'm through interfering in her life. From now on, she... Yes? Uh, good evening, sir. Is Babs in? Leonard, get out of here, you convertible kid. Now, wait, Riley. But, Mr. Riley, I... And what's the idea of calling Babs stupid? Oh, that was a mistake. I didn't mean Babs. Don't lie. If you didn't mean Babs was stupid, who did you mean? The only other Riley you know is... Oh, I am, am I? Get out of here. Riley, for heaven's sake, will you... I have a date with Babs. She don't have no date with you. Oh, Riley, what you had... I no know right. what I'm doing. Babs will thank me for this. Oh, hello, Daddy. I thought I heard... Everything's okay, darling. I threw him out. Well, oh, wow. It was, please pardon the expression, Leonard. Leonard? Wait, Babs, you didn't hear me. This was Leonard, the boy you despised. I, I do not. I think Leonard's perfectly wonderful. You just ruined my whole life. That's twice. She's got more lies than a cat. Well, Mr. Riley? I don't get it. First it was Bruce, then it was Leonard, then it was Bruce, now it's Leonard again. I'm going to get that girl psychoalkalized. Now, Riley, you listen to me. I told you a thousand times. the phone. Babs will answer it. Now, listen, Riley, you simply... The phone. This place is getting to be a madhouse. Yeah. Look here, Riley. Mr. Stevenson. How are you, boy? I was waiting in the car to give Leonard a lift downtown. What's this he tells me? But it was a mistake, boss. People don't get very far when they go around insulting. Boss, it was a mistake, but it's okay now. Beds would love to go out with Leonard. Honest, if she don't, she can fire me. Well, I suppose mistakes can happen. Yeah, especially around here. Oh, Daddy, I... Oh, hello, Mr. Stevens. Oh, good evening. Daddy, I'm sorry I made a scene before. Oh, that's okay, honey. Everything's all right. Now I'm going out. You see, boss, what did I tell you? Well, run along, Babsy. We don't want to keep Leonard waiting. Leonard? But, Daddy, I'm going out with Mervyn. Mervyn? Who's Mervyn? Uh, he just phoned me. Good night. Uh, well, Riley? Mervyn. Who's Mervyn? <laughs> I'm still waiting, Riley. What about Leonard's date? I, 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 I don't know, boss. I, I, I guess Leonard will have to go out with Bruce. It's, it's a losing fight. I don't... Riley's will be back in just a moment. 
Procter & Gamble thanks you for your letters about Prell, the new radiant cream shampoo in the tube. Yes, hundreds of unsolicited letters tell about wonderful Prell. Miss Isabella Ketchum of East Orange, New Jersey writes, No shampoo I've ever used gave results so pleasing, so satisfactory as Prell. Prell left my hair soft and silky. Now I'm a Prell booster. Friends, you'll boost Prell, too, when you see how quickly Prell removes unsightly dandruff. Leaves hair radiant. You'll sing about... P-R-E-L-L, Prell shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is inside. Comes in a tube. Handy, too. P-R-E-L-L, Prell shampoo. Oh, gee, I'm glad Mr. Stevenson didn't fire me last night. Well, it's not your fault he didn't. What do you mean? Didn't I get Leonard a date to go dancing? You got him a date, all right. And my feet are still killing me. The thanks, I guess. invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Reuben Schiff, Alan Lipscott, and Jack Brecker. Music by Luke Coslaw. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. Babs is Barbara Eiler. Stevenson is Ken Christie. Leonard is Gil Stratton. Minerva is Sandra Gould. And Bruce is Irvin Lee. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker. Wonderful Ivory Snows, a regular beauty bath for pretty blouses, print dresses, and sheer nylon stockings. And your hands will tell you why. Prove how wonderful Ivory Snow is for nice washables by this simple test. This week, wash dishes with Ivory Snow. When you see how it pampers your hands, you'll really know it's extra kind to your fine fabrics. You see, there's no other soap like it. Ivory Snow's actually the only granulated soap that's ivory mild. Makes suds instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Remember, your hands will tell you why Ivory Snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer. Ivory Snow is so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and dainty lingerie and blouses. Yes, wonderful Ivory Snow. S-N-O-W. This is Ken Carpenter reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. And listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Good night. All right, and there we go. Three episodes of The Life of Riley. Hope you guys enjoy them as much as I have. Uh, I really enjoy the show. And I was looking forward to putting this one together. So uh, I'm glad now that it is uh, finished and out for you guys to download and subscribe. And speaking of that, I thank everybody for subscribing to the podcast, downloading the shows, listening. And uh, if you have any feedback, if there's any shows you want me to maybe uh, play on here, uh, why don't you send me an email? at otrplaylist at uh, gmail.com 
Also, you can go check out some other shows. OTR Playlist is part of the Throwback Network. We have a bunch of great retro uh, podcasts over there. Uh, we have a few on some old retro consoles, like the Atari 2600. We have uh, some. We have one on the Intellivision called the Intellivisionaries Podcast, and uh, Throwback Reviews. My other podcast is on there. So we have we have a bunch of different shows over there. You should go check it out, ThrowbackNetwork.net, and you'll find some other retro-related podcasts. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, I will uh, see you later. <laughs>